Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 109. I'm in the booth by myself, not with our typical co-host, Michael Pirelli. But before we get started, we want to say congratulations to the Pirelli household on the birth of a beautiful, beautiful, no snooze baby, uh, Juliana Rose. What an incredible name. Um, I think she was delivered at like 4 a.m. CV, so definitely a no snooze baby. Uh, Mike will be joining us in the next couple episodes, but today is just me and my brother behind the booth, known as The Voice, Claudio Valenzuela, and I am Dave, the summer body with a tan, Regina. We switched up the camera angle on you guys today. Um, so we got a couple questions. My my brother CV and I will be going back and forth. Uh, we've been doing a little summer series and the piece that I've done is all about mindset. So there's been a couple questions that have come in that I've I've answered personally to the individuals, but they've been really good questions that we want to share with with the masses. Uh, so we hope you find some value in it. If you do, we ask that you like, share, subscribe to one of our channels. You can listen on your favorite audio platform. Uh, so without further ado, CV. It's been a minute, man. I feel a little I feel a little nervous and rusty. I don't know about you back there. Yeah, just a little bit. Right? Just a little bit. Yeah. I know, man. I, um, it's good to be back, though. Definitely good to be back. Um, so how has summer been for you, my brother? It's been good. It's been good. You know, a little stressful, but it's been good. I've been keeping up with a lot of um, the things that I was doing towards before the summer started, and that's been the new challenge, and that's been the new update. So I've been feeling good because I've been actually keeping up with it, which in the past I've never been able to. Right. Um, summer would come around, and it's like, nope, got to relax. Got to not even relax. Got to focus on the work. And yep. I would completely stop taking care of uh, the fitness portion, the food portion. And I'm happy to say that at the very and it has not been perfect. And there's been some cheating here and there. Nobody is. But I have been consistently every single day been working out in the morning, uh, eating my, my prep meals. And, and so it's been in that sense, it's been pretty satisfying for me to see that I'm able to do it over the six weeks that yeah. camp was and all that. So I'm excited. You know, there was cheating because it's summer and, you know, there's weekend things, yeah. gatherings, you know, some alcoholic beverages, you know. <laughs> Little tequila. Yeah, some, some of those. But, I hear um, that. but I'm excited that I've been able to, to, to do the, the workout. And it's been tough because, you know, I have to be at, at, at work pretty early and getting up even earlier to knock that out yep. after a whole day of walking around and being tired was something that always you know, dawned on me. So sacrifice. Yeah. It's been awesome though. I feel good. Good. Yeah. For those of you guys who who don't know, uh, not to give too much background on what CV does professionally, but he oversees um, a, a very large summer camp in a uh, municipality with hundreds of campers and um, a couple hundred employees as well. So it's a very big operation that he oversees. So for the time being, you know, Mike and I, we recorded a couple uh, shorter episodes and, um, you know, we've been out of the booth for a couple of weeks. So it's our first time back. Uh, but now CV with the with the uh, mindset um, going into work and having that that heavy, I guess, workload on you. Do you feel better when you actually are taking care of yourself in other aspects of your life? Like, does it tra- do you see that it translates over to business? I'm just curious about that. Uh, to be honest, 100 percent, 100 percent difference. Um, you know, uh, 
I'm a little bit more tired, but I once you work out in the morning, once you get that out of the way, you feel um, invigorated. You feel energized for the rest of the day, and anything that comes the rest of the day isn't doesn't feel quite as hard. Right. And your stamina will definitely last a little bit longer, which is very helpful because if you are doing a twelve hour day or something like that, which I was doing, especially in the very beginning, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna get tired, but you're you're getting there, and you're getting there okay, not completely like <laughs> done, and I can't right. make it, you know. Um, but, uh, no, it absolutely makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. E- even for me, what I feel is like, um, I think I'm nicer to people. Yep. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. No, like, I, I guess it's your energy level, there's but no pent up energy, yeah. there's no built up anything. So you don't go into any conversation with like, Argh. right. Like, like, a, like a sourpuss or, or like David Goggins calls it poo poo pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, man, that, that's awesome. You look, you look great. Have you, um, have you weighed in? I mean, you got to be down. So you're down over sixty pounds total. So I was at sixty. I haven't weighed myself in the last two weeks because it's been a little bit hectic, and I was away for one weekend. And and I'm not gonna lie, the choices were yeah, more sketchy. Yeah. So I decided let me not do it. But I am anxious to do it because now I've been kind of back on the grind. And and I'm I usually do the the Friday, excuse me, uh, the Friday waiting. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking forward to. To seeing if there's any damage, but up until um, the last weigh-in, I was kind of maintaining, honestly. So I'm sure that whatever good I did during the week, I probably kind of evened out over the weekend. So I wasn't going up or down; it was kind of staying pretty even. Um, but I'm sixty not, pounds, I, man, is yeah. wild. That that's that's incredible. When you think about that and you hear that out loud, it's pretty impressive, no? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? know, it's it's a it's a big number. I, I guess I've never taken it that seriously, but I definitely feel it on my clothes so much, right. and like, and everyone will make comments like, "Oh." Holes I'm sure, are yeah. so big, this and that, and so I have kind of bought a couple of things here and there that are a little bit more right. <laughs> my new size, not yeah, the old man. size, and um, that's probably where I see it the most, and that's probably where it feels the best. You know, I I tend to make a lot of little jokes, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm skinny yep. now, so <laughs> I can fit here, I can fit there. Yeah, yep. that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get uh let's get started on these on these questions. CV's gonna read them off. I am actually gonna have them up on the screen as awesome. well. Uh, just give me one second. Please forgive my uh, my reading abilities. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try my best. Okay, so the first question: um, Do you want me to give you the anonymous names or the my fictitious names that I make? Um, like, honestly, don't even go names. I don't think it really even. No, matters. Serena W. Oh, okay, you no want? Problem. Okay, you want you want to give us? <laughs> you could give us the fictitious. <laughs> Ooh, actually, did you know Serena is uh, going to be retiring? I saw oh, that big time news. I did. See so that. she 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 submitted a question. I want to know what it is. <laughs> well, okay. Why are you such a firm believer in physical fitness being the answer to growth in all aspects? Do you think it's possible to change your life without learning consistency and discipline in the gym? Serena is an avid follower, so she wanted to know. She wanted to know. Wow. So the first time that CV read this, he was like, oh, wow, this is a this is a very good question. And I know a lot of people say this, but this definitely is, I think, a good question for me uh, because of kind of you know, what everybody sees my mindset in the gym. But the first piece is why are you such a firm believer in physical fitness being the answer to growth in all aspects of life? Right. And I think I'm a firm believer in that because of what it's done for me personally. Right. I took, um, you know, I've, I've had certain experiences and adversity in my life and I was never really able to find an outlet and apply, I guess, the proper mindset to it, to use it as fuel. In the gym, I think if you can find a way to push yourself physically, you really don't need any other adversity in your life because you're basically creating it in physical form. 
So if you're able, I use the analogy a lot of, um, you know, being able to do like one more or two more repetitions, right? And if you get to a place that you're doing, you know, crunches and you say you're going to do 20 repetitions and now you start to feel the physical pain, right? And it becomes a habit of yours that when you start to feel that physical pain, even if you get to that 20th repetition, you're able to go to 22. So what you're doing is you're subconsciously creating a new environment for yourself. Your expectation of yourself is now automatically uh, leveling up because you said you were going to do 20 repetitions and now you're doing 22. So that concept right there is kind of the mindset that I apply to the gym. Now, the s- go ahead, ZV. I was going to say, it's almost like um, practicing adversity in a very safe, controlled manner. Because normally adversity comes in ways that you don't control right. and they're very stressful and they really induce a lot of feelings and a lot of things that are very hard to control regardless 100%. of you know, then overcoming the adversity. Yes. In this way, you're literally practicing it with something that you're controlling, which is, yes, that pain, right. that next repetition, that whatever. So it's, I, th- I think this is what you're saying, mm-hmm. uh, which is I've never even thought of it that way until it almost clicked a second. After you were <laughs> yeah. It. But it's pretty wild that that to think that that's a good almost a way to compare it to what adversity would feel like, you know? Right. So I just actually gave a speech to a young group of uh, young men, college students, and I was explaining this because they were athletes and I was explaining this concept to them. And it kind of did the same thing for them. It kind of clicked. And I was like, well, listen, you know, if you can apply this same mindset to your next relationship, to your next business, to any sort of adversity that's created in your life off of an experience that happens to you, but you're able to go back in your, you know, your, your mind and you're saying, well, you know, I've done this to myself physically before. So it's the same exact principle. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable right now. And I just need to stay in this conversation for an extra minute. I just need to, you know, be able to figure this out with my business partner instead of running away. Um, you know, that's some things that we typically do do all the time. So it's being able to take the physical piece and applying it to the rest of your life. Now, do I think it's possible to change your life without learning consistency and discipline in the gym? I do think it's possible, but it's almost unfortunate because I think people will go two ways. You can either create this environment for yourself or it will be created for you. When you have a death in the family, when you have something extremely tragic happen in your life and you have to persevere because you have no choice, I think that's the other way to do it, right? I've been fortunate. Well, I don't know about for- fortunate, but I've had both experiences in my life. I've had you know traumatic and uh, very... Um, life-changing events that have happened to me that I've shared on this podcast before, even the journey that I've shared of, of my mom's sobriety, right? Three and a half plus years, that mindset that she's been able to, to apply. You know, we saw some things growing up just like everybody else that were very uncomfortable. So those experiences, until you have a life-altering experience, now I think your life can change in other aspects of your life, right? Like CV had, had mentioned before, there were some personal things that happened in his life. If you go back to the podcast, I think in like December, you could probably listen to those episodes around there. But But for him, it it basically created a sense of gratitude for him. Um, So he's able to now be a little bit more grateful based off of the experience that happened in your life. So I think fitness is the easier way to do it, to be honest with you, because it's not based off of like, oh, my God, I just real life trauma. I God forbid I lost my my spouse. How do I move forward? Right. Of course, that's a terrible thing. And that's going to be, you know, a life altering thing for you. But now if you've been practicing this, um, you know, just emotionally and mentally and physically, not that it makes it easy by any means, but you're able to continue 
to keep going. Um, and then, you know, as long as you're able to stay in the same habits and routines, eventually over time, as we all know, with with death, it's a very unfortunate um, circumstance, but it's a fact of life. Um, you, you're able to continue to keep going. So I do think it's possible without applying it to the gym, but then it's going to be based off of personal experiences that happen in your life. I also think that there's something to be said for the, you have to make that connection. Right. Because I think if you, I think a lot of people will work out and won't really associate the that pain. That was me. I think it's a <laughs> lot of people, right? Yeah. Honestly, it happened to me right now. I, I've, yeah. I have worked out in the past and I've never even given the two thoughts that the two could correlate. Right. But now that it's now that it meant something to me, now that I there was a, a connection in my mind, now that there was a, a mental change, a physical change, mm -hmm. it really kind of puts everything together. Yes. And that's I think how you can really use one to, to help you with the other aspects. CV always talks about, you know, we've had conversations for years and he would say, you know, you got to talk about this brain hacking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's the brain hack right there. Like if you're able to be intentional about the workout that you're going to have. Right. That can translate now to everything else. If you just go in the gym and you have a great workout, that's awesome, too. Like that's that's not a bad thing. But when you're able to create, you know, the the intention and the discipline behind every single repetition, every single set. And of course, nobody's perfect. Right. There's times that I pick up my phone in the gym. There's times that I half ass a set that happens. But for the most part, 80, 85, 90 percent of my workout is very intentional. And I put myself in other scenarios um, just so I'm constantly thinking about this. And it's the intention piece that I think creates the the connection. But if you find that and you're able to apply it, it's life changing. Great question. Awesome. All right. Next question from another avid follower. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I pick this time? Let me see. I'll tell you at the end. Um, and before you say that, just be before, um, you know, if you guys submit questions and you want your name called out, let us know. But these people that have submitted the questions, um, you know, they do it via DM or via email. And they didn't say, you know, include my name or not. And some of the stuff is pretty personal. Like this next one, I think, is a little personal. Um, so, you know, we're choosing to leave those names out. Not that it's a big deal. But, yeah, this is Bill Clinton, right? This is Bill Clinton? This, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's William C. Okay, okay. That's how you put it now. Okay, William okay. C. I have a small website services startup that just closed in on my first 10K in sales. It's been over some time, but it's been a big milestone for me. I'm proud of it, but I find myself getting nervous of the expansion. I have a young child with not much help and get hesitant that I'll be wasting my time with this if it doesn't pan out. I'm now at a place to hire someone and feel like I've narrowed it down to three people. What skills would you look for before anything else? Hmm. Great question. Obviously, sales, business base, which I love because it takes me out of the, the gym mindset. But the first piece that you said was I have a small website services startup that you just closed in on $10,000 in sales. You got to stop using verbiage like that because now this is no longer a small startup, right? Congratulations on your first $10,000 in sales. I don't know how long it took you, but it doesn't matter because that's still a, a huge milestone. So I think you need to change the verbiage of how you're representing your own business. Um, the piece that you said you're nervous of the expansion, I believe, is normal. I think everybody is definitely nervous when you have startups, especially when you start making money because you, you're like, well, can I handle this volume if it explodes or is it going to crash? Right. And it seems like now you have a young child, uh, which is obviously the priority. And I do know from speaking to this person that they also have another job as well. So this startup is not the only source of income. 
which makes you hesitant that you're going to be wasting your time, like you said. It says you're now at a place to hire somebody, which is awesome. But now you're looking, I think, to narrow it down in terms of the skill set that you'd be looking for. Now, for me, the first thing that I look for when I'm hiring somebody is interest, right? Like there has to be a general interest in the same sort of thing that we do. If you're not interested in what I do, are you're, you're most likely not going to be fully invested into this endeavor. Um, so the first thing is obviously interest. I think respect is a, a another major factor. Like I heavily weigh how somebody carries themselves. Um, I don't really care how you dress per se, but it is a representation of you. And obviously this is a website, so you're kind of behind the scenes. You might not even see this person. It might be remote, so that piece isn't there. But I would evaluate how your conversations go. Is this person a respectable individual that you want representing your brand? Um, I think we make a uh, mistake oftentimes, we've even done it here, where you bring people on a little bit too soon and you don't know exactly how they represent their own life. And if you just take a quick dive into that, you know, respect is, is a major thing. Uh, discipline for me is huge. You don't have to be the most disciplined human being in the world, but you need to speak to in the interview process some level of discipline that you have in your life, because then that makes me feel comfortable in terms of I know this person is going to be a reliable individual and it can at least get the job done. Remember, discipline is doing something you don't want to do like you love it. So we all go to work on days that we don't want to go to work. But if this person is disciplined and can still show up for me, that's what I'm looking for. Um, so you got interest, you got respect, you got the discipline factor. Um, and then I guess the the final thing that I would look for is the ability and willingness to learn. Um, I don't want somebody that knows it all. I know it's great to have somebody that comes in with general knowledge. That's that's awesome. And they should come in with that. But is this person a know it all? And every time you tell them something, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I've done that before. I call those one uppers. You tell somebody a story and they're like, oh, you know, you walked five dogs like I, I walked seven five years ago. And they're always, you know what I'm talking about, CV? They're always like that individual that's trying to one-up you versus the humble individual that's kind of sitting back and is like, wow, thank you for your perspective. Um, so I think the culmination of that or as close to that as possible is what you want to look for in terms of hiring somebody. Uh, but you're killing it. I mean, $10,000 in sales is a big milestone. You have to make a decision, though. Like You have to either go all in or go all out. Don't waste your time in this... Um, it's kind of like purgatory. You know, you're you're basically debating, well, do I go? You have a proven formula right now. You just sold $10,000. I don't care if it took you 5 years. You still sold that, right? So you're whatever you're doing in terms of your website startup service company is working, right? People are paying for that service. So that's your proof in the pudding. I think it's time to go all in. Cool, cool. So this next one is a little bit of a, a long before we get into the question. These are all long. So here you go. Uh, this is from my main man Dwayne J. <laughs> the, the Rock. Some, someone called him the Pebble. I'm not sure. The uh, Pebble. <laughs> That's the big me. Pebble. I'm the Pebble. Uh, need advice on how to manage my time to get a good workout on a 15-hour daily, five days a week shift. Currently working from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday, and living alone has me taking care of everything that I can't get that I can't get to do during the week. Plus, this schedule has me so exhausted that it has me sleeping on Saturday in on Saturdays, having me waste the entire Saturday on recovering. Mm, tough. I'm afraid of throwing away my health because of work. 
What can I do or what do you think is best for me to do given my current situation? Hmm. That's a big mm. one, Dwayne G. That's a very good question. Um, and, you know, the only thing that I can speak on is experience because I've been here before. Um, and not only five days a week, I actually did it six. So I had one day off um, and it was it was definitely rough. But I would in this situation hit what's called a four day split. I would personally, if you're off on Saturdays and Sundays, I would actually start my week in terms of a workout on Saturday and make the sacrifice. I know you're tired, but you're off, right? So you have to grind on the two days that you're actually off. Um, so Saturday and Sunday, I would do a workout. Um, I would shift it to what's called a upper and then a lower body day because you can work multiple um, aspects of the body in one workout, right? So you would work out on Saturday, upper, Sunday per se would be lower, Monday then, and Tuesday I would actually take off, right? So you've worked out two days, now Monday, Tuesday you're off, Wednesday I would do upper, and then Thursday I would do lower, and then Friday would be off. You can do this and not overwork yourself. You got to prioritize heavily when you do have time though, right? Like you got to do your laundry, you got to do your meal prep. It said that you they were living alone, right? Yeah. So like all the chores and stuff, you really have to prioritize on the days that you're either off or the time that you have right after work, right? So like if you're getting off at nine o'clock, you might have to meal prep. You might have to do laundry until 10, 1030 at night. Um, you can still get a decent sleep with, you know, six, six hours. Um, I've done that for the majority of my life. I know scientists and doctors will tell you you need eight plus, which is probably true at some point, but this is your life right now. So you have to be intentional really about what it is that you want. And you're saying that you want to prioritize your health and you don't want it to, um, I guess, go to waste. So yeah, you might have to sacrifice being a little tired, but that schedule of two days on in terms of you working out, then two days off, then two days on again, working, working out, is a very safe and effective way. And you'll get very efficient results from that. Um, weekend workouts, because you're off, I would probably stay a little bit longer in the gym. Uh, but then the other days, I would probably set it to, to one hour. You got to figure out the time frame, though. Like, are you going from 4.30 to 5.30 and then showering and going to work at 6? It's a hustle, but it can be done. Um, or are you going get to off, get off of work at 9 p.m. and work out until, you know, maybe 10.30, shower, get in bed by 11.15? Right. And then wake up and do it the next day. You have to choose what it is that you want. I hope for you this schedule doesn't last forever. I don't really think this is a sustainable schedule over time. Um, I wish I knew exactly what industry, but I, I do believe that it's in the medical profession from just even seeing this individual on Instagram. Um, this came in via DM, by the way. Uh, but my hope for you would be that this is a grind season, right? Like we work in seasons of our life. So for a very long time in my 20s, I had to work six days a week and sometimes even seven. Mike Pirelli still does that sometimes. Uh, but it's because you're not going to have to do that forever. So be diligent now and get the job done. I guess this would be one of those. And I think Mike always kind of references this, but mastering kind of like your routines. Right. Mm -hmm. And then and obviously then incorporating this discipline piece, because it's going to be one of those difficult things that you're going to have to one master the routine make sure it's always kind of the same and make sure it's, it's efficient right and then being disciplined enough to to kind of go day in and day out which is tough i, I can't even imagine mm -hmm. super tough um three phenomenal phenomenal questions um go ahead cv what do you got <laughs> thank you Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne. um by the way he he puts in some crazy long days and some crazy oh yeah i mean whew. all these guys though right like it's like a whole different level 
when when it gets to the some of those real high achievers. Yep. The amount like when they, the time like Mark Wahlberg is another. Oh yeah. You've seen like their docu- that documentary. documentary. Like when they work out, how they work out, and mm-hmm. the intensity, and it's, sometimes it's like the most randomest times, like three o'clock in the morning, because that's that's when they have the time. Yep. Which is insane to me to be even to be able to function. Yeah. And, and still being in that high achieving kind of bracket to be able to do everything that they do. Right. The majority of individuals that I follow and I see and I look up to, they have some sort of physical fitness routine and it could be walking. Right. Am I wrong? Hey, that's mine. <laughs> no, no, no. But you get what I'm saying. Am I wrong, though? Like no, no, no. in saying yeah, that, like yes. when you actually oh, look like Warren right. Buffett, even Steve Jobs, these guys like to really walk. Yeah. Right. They're geniuses. But they know that when they get their body moving, even in a walk or a jog, whatever it is, or a heavy lift, yeah, it does something to your body. It your does mind. something yeah. to your brain, you know, and the chemicals actually shift in your brain. I'm not a scientist, but I do know proof. Right. Like I've been doing <laughs> this big science. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this a very long time now. I've had great results for what I'm trying to achieve in my life. Still nowhere near where I want to be. Um, but everybody that I follow has some sort of physical routine because it's about prioritizing your own needs. And then ironically, you're able to show up better for everything else in your life. Yeah. If you're physically right, your mind is going to be right. That's right. CV yeah. <laughs> CV's dime of the week, baby. Um, you got anything else? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm good on my end. All right. Yeah. So, uh, this will bring us to my favorite section. Here we go. Dave's dime of the week. Dimes, 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 dimes. That's right, baby. Gotta let it pause. And now deliver. I'm giving you the base too with a dime. <laughs> All right. Deliver an effective one. It's not selfish to love and take care of yourself. Make your happiness a priority. It's necessary. Everything we spoke about today and these questions, you have to find some sort of um, I guess, intention of making yourself a priority. If you're walking around life and you're just doing things for everybody else, you're never going to achieve what's called fulfillment in, in yourself, right? You're going to feel some void. You look at single moms, single dads that you know are constantly only taking care of their kids. Of course, that's the main priority, right? But it's necessary for you to find some time for you to enjoy yourself, whether that's through a physical fitness routine or, or it has nothing to do with fitness at all. You need some time to wind down, you know, gather yourself um, and, and get a little creative. Go to a movie by yourself. I don't know. Go have a, a meal or do something you like to do. Get your nails done. Get a haircut on Fridays at 12 o'clock. Just don't take my slot. Uh, but it's, it's a priority, you know, in mental health these days, uh, we see the effect of kind of what's going on. Sometimes I do think the term is overused. Um, but when you're adulting, like we all are here, it's very real. So taking the time to make yourself a priority is absolutely, you know what? It's not necessary. It's mandatory. Mandatory. I like it. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, we will be back again. This was a little shorter episode than typical, The next episode we're going to drop is another mind edition by yours truly. Um, And we're going to be talking about fear and some concepts that um, I've kind of dealt with in my life. So if you've enjoyed this, again, we ask that you tell a friend, uh, share it, help somebody else out. If it helped you, if you guys have any questions, you can DM us at no snooze podcast on Instagram, or you can send us an email at no snooze podcast at gmail.com. All right. I don't have my brother next to me, but I got my brother behind the booth. So I got you. Till next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. That's right, baby. <laughs> Make yourself happy, goddammit. That's another Epi in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on.
If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.